Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie. And me, Julia. And let me just be the first to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, and anything else that you might celebrate in the month of December. Yes. Maybe your birthday. Who knows? Winter solstice. Winter solstice. New Year's Eve. Lots of options. Kwanzaa. So yes. Um. Well, you guys, we're here in my favorite episode of every season to talk to you about Christmas and holiday reads. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting. Uh, this episode, Julia and I are talking about two different holiday reads that we picked up. So, um, mm-hmm. I guess to kick us off, to yeah. get us started, Julia, tell us what you're, what you've brought to the table today. Okay, I will. I will. I did threaten to read Midwinter Moominland. Um, she did. I I did do that off mic, um, a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't have a holiday read, but I did just go to Finland and I got this book about moomins, and it takes place in the snow. <laughs> um, yes, I was like, I I'm reading it. I started reading it on the plane. I actually haven't finished it, but <laughs> but um, that was one where I was like, uh, maybe I'll do that one. And then I went to the library and was like. Hey, Jonah, help me pick out a holiday book. It doesn't necessarily need to be Christmas. And actually, I was trying to find one that wasn't specifically Christmas. I was just hoping for more of like like a winter vibe. Those are really hard to find. Not going to lie. Are. There yeah. are a lot of Christmas rom-coms out there. And so I picked up one from the library. Oh, nice. Was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I didn't read it because I found a different one to read. I know. (laughs) Taking you on the journey. And it was only because I get the author's newsletter and I was reading her newsletter and was like, oh, yeah, her her second novel is a winter like holiday Christmas book. And it's like, and I already have it on my Kindle. So I might as well read this one because I mean, I read it previously. I read it in like the summer of this year and just oh. completely forgot that it was actually a Christmas book. Oh my gosh. So I reread it and it is drum roll, please. It is With Love from Cold World by Alicia Thompson. Yes, I remember when you read that book. I didn't know this was a Christmas book. It takes oh. place over the holiday through Christmas and New Year. Well I'm gonna have to read it now. You are. Julia, what is With Love from Cold World? World. Yep. About. Um, let me read you the summary from Penguin Books. Oh, fabulous. Yes, yes. Um, I feel very fancy being like, oh, Penguin Books. Indeed. <laughs> That's just the publisher for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lauren Fox is the bookkeeper for Cold World, a tourist tourist destination that's always a winter wonderland, despite it being located in humid Orlando, Florida. Mm. Sure, it's ranked way below any of the trademarked amusement parks and maybe foot traffic could be better, but it's a fun place to work, even if fun isn't exactly Lauren's middle name. Her (laughs) co-worker... Asa Williamson, on the other hand, is all about finding ways to enliven his days at Cold World, whether that means organizing the Secret Santa or teasing Lauren. 
when the owner asks Lauren and Asa to propose something, anything really, to raise more revenue, their rivalry heats up as they compete to come up with the best idea. But this situation is more <laughs> dire than they thought, and it might take these polar opposites working together to save the day. That's amazing. We love right. a rivalry. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. When I said competition, I was like, "Ooh, Maggie will love this. You know it, baby. Yes. <laughs> it's really fun, too, because there's actually a third character in the competition and he's an absolute tool. Nice. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Do you have any fun facts about um, Alicia Thompson? Yeah, I have a couple. One is she actually lives in Florida. So it's hmm. whenever it's talking about the weather, I'm like, I bet this is from personal experience. And um, yeah. yeah, Asa Williamson is bisexual. He's a bisexual character, um, which is great. We love to see it. And she has a third book coming being published soon. She's actually written more than just three books. I think it's just with traditional publishers. This third sure. book is coming out in May, I think. And it's a baseball-related book because she absolutely loves baseball. She does. She posts about it all the time. Literally, yeah. her stories are so long and they're always baseball-related. Unless it's, like, book-related and she's, like, flaming up isn't the right word for, like, just getting really excited about other people's books. Oh. Fired up? Fired up. Yeah, she gets fired up and excited about other people's nice. books. Or Paramore. <laughs> or Paramore. Yeah, honestly, like, she's a, just a vibe. And we had her on the podcast last season for her first book, Love in the Time of Serial Killers, which is also very good. Yeah, so those are my fun facts. I just kind of, it's not even cyber stalking. I just look at Alicia's Instagram stories pretty much daily. And read her newsletter. <laughs> natural, natural, yeah. as you do. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. <laughs> We're friends. We're friends. I'm not a stalker. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I know. Oh, I believe I you. Hope Alicia I believe you. listens to this episode and is just like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Blocks you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, the despair that just I felt in my heart. No, 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 no. Reverse. Reverse. We love you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Tell us about your holiday read. Yes. Um, I read Kiss Her Once for Me mm. by Alison Cochran. And it is a queer sapphic romance taking place in Oregon over the Christmas season. And it's really really good has some of my favorite tropes which we love and it's just a fun little time um would you like to hear a summary of course all right so let me hit you guys up with the back of the book okay. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year one year ago recent portland transplant ellie oliver had her dream job in animation and a christmas eve bookstore meet cute with a woman she fell in love with over the course of a single night but after a betrayal the next morning and the loss of her job soon after, she finds herself adrift, alone, and desperate for money. Since finding work at a local coffee shop, she's just getting through the days. Until Andrew, the shop's landlord, proposes a shocking drunken plan. A marriage of convenience that will give him his inheritance because he needs to be married in order to get his $2 million mm. since his grandfather's death. 
and alleviate Ellie's financial woes and isolation. She, this is just me giving you guys some backstory, is semi-estranged from her mother. Her mother actually gave her a bill at the age of 18 and said everything that she owed her for the cost of living and raising a child. And she lost her job and she's working part-time at a coffee shop. And she's so anxious that every time she asks for a raise, she bursts into tears. So she's been having a really hard time. Anyway, oh, poor girl. So they they decide to spend the holidays together at his family cabin to keep up the ruse. But when Andrew introduces his new fiance to his sister, Ellie is shocked to discover that his sister is Jack, the mysterious woman she fell for last Christmas Eve. Now, over one very festive week, Ellie must choose between the safety of a fake relationship and the risk of something real. It's too much. It's too good. It's too good. Oh, I can't wait to read this. This seems amazing. It is amazing. It's so good it's like using all of the tropes in the very best way i just oh my gosh the tension the tension for the whole week um do you have any fun facts for us i don't have too many fun facts i couldn't find anything too obscure and i didn't do Mm -hmm. a proper like instagram stock of Alison cochran the author but i figured i would read her little about bit on her uh web page just so you got an idea Mm -hmm. about the author Alison Cochran is a former high school English teacher and a current writer of queer love stories, including her debut novel, The Charm Offensive. Kiss Her Once for Me is her second book. Mm -hmm. She lives outside of Portland, Oregon, with her giant dog and a vast collection of brightly colored books. She controversially believes Evermore is the greatest Christmas album of all time, and she's probably sitting by a window right now hoping for snow. So she seems sweet and vibey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think she organizes her books by color since she mentioned she has a lot of colorful books? Unfortunately, I think she does. Be pretty to look at at a color-coordinated bookshelf. I agree. I think for me, color-coordinated bookshelves belong like in an office or in like if you have a really tiny Mm -hmm. study or a library. But for me, if it's all you do with all of the books like in your living room it's a bit too much yeah i think it has a place if you're like standing in front of it for reels but i think (laughs) if 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 you're gonna read these books then put them in whatever order you have totally fair a big question though yeah for your book yeah what holiday treats would you eat with it well let me tell you something jack the other, the the lady love mm-hmm. of this book is an aspiring baker. She wants to <gasps> open her own bakery without her parents' money because her family is super rich and she wants to like blaze her own path and not get help mm-hmm. from other people, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing that the two of them bake together are cinnamon rolls. So I think that that is the best thing to eat with this book. That's cute. I like that. Mm-hmm. What about you? So I think the drink that is mentioned the most in this book when they are like at Cold World is hot chocolate. Mm. And like that's just a refreshment that they serve at the amusement park is sure. is hot chocolate. Um, so I think that to drink, but then also um, ham and cheese sandwich. 
like a, a, grilled, a grilled ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> what do they call that in French? Croque-monsieur or something like that. Please, nobody, oh. nobody judge me for what I just did there. <laughs> the judgment is hard. Um, I think that's way too fancy for what I am considering. <laughs> for a theme park in Orlando. <laughs> I think like a plastic wrapped, non-grilled not even panini pressed ham and cheese sandwich that should be panini pressed is probably what you would eat with it. Okay. But it, it has relation but... to the story. Does it? Yeah. Can you say, or is it too much of a spoiler? I don't know that it's much of a spoiler, but Lauren and Asa accidentally get locked in overnight. And so then they raid the food and that's like the sandwiches that Asa pulls out because the like caprese ones taste like garbage, apparently. That is very disappointing to hear. That is a good yeah. sandwich. I know. Do they sell, this is just me being curious, frozen mm-hmm. hot chocolates mm, at this point? I don't think so. Total bummer. Yeah. Cold World is like that theme park from the 70s that your parents went to. And like you, you only go there due to nostalgic vibes. And it hasn't really been updated since then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, Julia, how Mm -hmm. did you come across this book? And I guess you already told us the why of it all. Why did you choose it? But how did you come across it? Well, I came across it because I follow Alicia on Instagram. Nice. The stalker strikes (laughs) again. The stalker (laughs) strikes again. Anyway, this, I mean, we have her, not her specifically. I'm just thinking like we we had her book on NetGalley, I think, or like it was available on NetGalley. And so I requested it and that's okay. how I ended up getting it and just came across it because I really loved Love in the Time of Serial Killers and was like, I want another one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did you come across Kiss Her Once for Me? Um, my good friend Fleur told me to read it. Um, mm. she read it last Christmas and she was like, you would love this. It's amazing. And I said, okay, I believe you. And then I got a copy and I, <laughs> then Christmas was over and I just wasn't in the mood to read it anymore. <laughs> and I attempted to read it over the summer and I was like, no, the writing is good, but I just have to wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. It's July. So then I came back to it for our holiday read. I love that. Fleur has such good... I know. She does have good taste. I think it's important to have a friend where you know if they say you will like this book, you know you will like that book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And unfortunately, I hand you books that end up being questionably good. So <laughs> I'm not that person. That's not your fault. You did that book on purpose. <laughs> Julia gave me a book once. It, literally, I think for Christmas or my birthday. I don't know. Do you have yeah. a vendetta against me, Julia? But she gave it to me because she knew I would hate it. And guess what? I did. Like, you'll hate this. So rude. It was. I'm not going to say the name of the book so. because we. I won't slander it. But it's one of the worst things I've ever read. Same. Actually, yeah. Well, uh, if you want to hear the name of the book, you can always become a subscriber on Patreon because we do talk about it in one of our episodes. We really spill the tea on our Patreon. So if you want to hear all of our honest, honest thoughts on things, go check it out. Yeah. 
<laughs> Not that these thoughts aren't honest. It's just these ones have a little bit of a filter. Whereas yeah. Patreon, there's no filter. None. <laughs> None at all. Yeah. Julia, getting right into it. Do you have a favorite yes. line or section of your book? Um, I do. Hold, please. Let me find it in my Kindle app because I actually, I've started highlighting things. Nice. And it's great. So, okay. All right. All right. So this is Lauren. <laughs> and and Lauren is talking about Asa here. This is before they start, like, even being friends. But... She lived in fear that one day he'd catch her inhaling a big whiff whenever he was close, and she'd have to quit her job and move to North Dakota. I love a dramatic woman. It's the vibe. Oh, yeah. I'm. I think I'm just gonna share that one. I have others, but I think that one gives the most character. The rest of it is just stuff that I liked. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that was still valid. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, what about you? Um, I don't have a favorite line, but so my one of my favorite sections when Ellie is so they go up to Andrew's family's Christmas cabin up in the mountains, and his mother is like really intense about Christmas, and she has a full schedule for the entire week. And so they do all of these things together and mm -hmm. Ellie and Jack keep ending up in pairs and having to like spend time with each other. And my favorite bit is when they're all set to do some baking and everybody leaves because they don't want to. And it's just the two of them. And it's just so cute and romantic. And they get a chance to like really talk to each other for the first time on that stay. Oh, it's really good. That is so cute. Um, hey, everyone. There might be a slightly weird little glitchy jump, and that's because our internet was terrible. We're attempting to record elsewhere. So we were on Google Meet before, and now we're on WhatsApp. Yeah. So we're living the classy life, doing our little thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Julia, why don't yeah. you uh, let us know what character you would like to be in your little book? Okay. All right. So this is on the assumption that this book would be turned into like a movie or something, which would be so cute because, you know, I love a tertiary character just like we love them. We, yeah. There's one who works at Cold World and she's like a little bit older. Um, and so most of the people that work at Cold World are generally like early 20 early to mid 20s and then if you're older than that when you're working there then people just consider you old which is rude but whatever it is very rude <laughs> yeah so there's one woman who's probably in her 30s and so she's not really that old um her name is Sonia and she, the biggest thing about Sonia is she likes to read salacious romance novels good for her good for Sonia <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, I think that would be what, what, who I would want to be if I wasn't like Lauren or Kiki. Um, I would want to be Sonia. Kiki is Lauren's like work friend who also lives with Asa and two other people, like their roommates. 
Okay, nice. Lots of good options. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Nice. Um, if you could be in this book, would you and would you want to be a character? Um, the only people that I would want to be in this book are the grandmothers. <gasps> Everyone else is so dramatic and sad and anxious. And I just don't need to have that. <laughs> um, I'm happy for them and their dreams and their love. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be involved. Um, I do, no. however, like the grandmas because they say things like doll face and they just spend the entire week getting high and drinking. And I really respect them. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is amazing. They are my heroes. <laughs> no doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. OK. OK. Even though they're anxious and sad. Yes. Um, do you have a crush on any of the characters? Um, no, I I don't really. I love their love. I think that they are a perfect couple. Um, sometimes you read romances and you're just not sure, like you're along for the ride and you're happy for them, but will it last long term? You never know. But these two... This is true love. I think they bring out the best in each other. They push the other to like go for what they want and to not let their fears hold them back. And they also, I think, really show them, show the other person like Jack really shows Ellie where she's wrong and like looking at it the wrong way. And Ellie pushes Jack to like not let her fears and her stubbornness get in the way of connecting with her family. And they also communicate all of the time. Like by halfway through the book, Jack is like, what are you doing here engaged to my brother? Like they're not letting it kind of slide until the very end. She's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, Which I liked. I I really, I loved their relationship. Um, They were really sweet together, but no, I didn't really, I didn't, not even any like secondary tertiary characters. Nobody, no crushes. Not for me. (laughs) What about you, Julia? Um, I I very much enjoyed Asa. Um, Okay. I thought, I mean, he has blue hair and tattoos and is a lovely bisexual man. (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like "Ooh, yeah um but then also like it's not really much of a competition because it's between asa and daniel and daniel is a tool so well there you go (laughs) the only option (laughs) in the book there's really only asa and daniel in terms of like who is lauren interested in okay and they're really the only like viable characters for that sort of thing um and daniel is just such a tool that even if he was even if he was it was just through the lens of asa he's just not great Hmm. i'm sorry well okay is there anything about the book you didn't like or is it just daniel it is just daniel okay yeah like literally see red Anytime he shows up. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Well, he, he just doesn't treat Lauren like a person. And I'm just like, this is awful. Um, okay. Here's my first quote. This is probably the only one, um, I'm going to share. Okay. But 
She reached the door to Dolores's office first. Dolores is their boss and Daniel's mother. But she had her hands full with folders of paperwork. And anyway, it felt weird to open someone else's office. She stepped to the side, but Daniel was busy typing something into his phone. He gave a nod down at the doorknob. It's open, he said. So then she tries opening the door and she drops all the paperwork on the floor. What a jerk. He is such a jerk. And then and then when they're meeting in Dolores's office, he doesn't even look at any of the papers, like any of the spreadsheets that she prepared for this meeting. What the heck? I know. And it's just it's so rude. It's like, obviously, she has her hands full. He does not help her pick any of the papers up. And he doesn't even look at them once they're inside the office, even though he asked her to make spreadsheets for the meeting. You know what? F that guy. Yeah, he's the worst. You don't need that. Nobody needs that. No. And Asa tries telling her, like, every time Daniel is around, that he is not a good person. But Lauren has had such a crush on him for so long that it's one of those, like, what is it? The goggles? Oh, yeah. Rose-colored glasses. Yeah. She finally does see that he's a jerk, um, but it takes forever. Gosh, that's hard. Poor gal. Yeah, I know. Is there anything in your book that you didn't like? Um, nothing so bad as that. There's no real jerk or anything. I think the biggest thing I didn't like is that there's this like fake dating relationship, which you already know they're not going to get together. But I kind of wanted some scenes where they at least became friends. And they kind of just, I don't know, they didn't have a lot of moments together, which I understand you only have space for so much, but I wish they could have been the others like pal and confidant during the week, you know? Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah. So, Julia, right. most important question. Yeah. Talk to me yes. about the romance tropes in your book. And if there are any specific Christmassy tropes. I never remember what is specifically a Christmas trope. Um, probably one of them's like a Christmas prince or something, or like her dad is Santa. Or she's like a Hallmark CEO and then she leaves her big city life for the country. Any of those? <laughs> there is a mistletoe kiss. Okay. That's romance. That's Christmassy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably about, oh, no, um, does drunken karaoke rant fall under any tropes? Um, I don't know. I suppose it's not not one. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm not sure, but it feels like something. Okay, nice. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. They don't have, like, they get locked in the office together. I mean, amazing. Well, they, they get locked in cold world they get locked in the office so but there is no bed there's no bed so it can't be a one bed trope it's a zero bed <laughs> zero bed trope <laughs> even more romantic yeah okay what about you what tropes do we see um well there's fake dating and there is a mistletoe kiss and there is one bed 
And um, oh, there's like a big declaration of love at the end in front of a ton of people. Oh, I know. Sweet. I love that. I know. So pretty cute. Pretty cute. Yeah. Tell me how spicy is it, though? Would you let Um, your grandmother read this book? I don't know, though, because my grandma, one of my grandmas reads Nicholas Sparks. So maybe I would because she's reading some spice. (laughs) Um, But uh, but like generally, no, if spice will shock your grandmother, (laughs) don't 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 get her this one. (laughs) What about you? Um, if my Grammy were alive, I think I'd consider it, actually, because she doesn't like books that have a lot of swearing in them. And this one doesn't, really. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, The Spice is kind of middle ground. I feel like it's sure. not overly spicy, but... And yeah. you got a little bit. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Medium mm-hmm. spice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a respectable amount of spice, but it's not like anything I would be embarrassed about. I would be embarrassed to read it out loud in front of an audience, but just by myself, I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but but I would not, I wouldn't be embarrassed to like read it just in general. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a nice balance. I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is your book going to be a movie or show? Who who would you cast in it if it was? Um, I have to be totally honest. I totally forgot about this question. <laughs> and I have no casting ideas. Not one. And Perfect. I feel really badly about that. But um, um, it's not going to be a movie or TV show. I think you'd make a great Christmas movie. I really, really do. I think if you're looking for a Christmas movie with some of the same... Okay, let me think of one with some of the same uh, tropes um, or things like that. Um, holiday in handcuffs, fake dating. Um, okay. Let me think. Oh, the family stone, not fake dating, but they end up with the other sibling. So, oh, that's kind of a similar, similar thing going on. Yeah. Those are my those are my two recommendations. Uh, Single all the way. Single all the way. I just watched that. There's fake dating and then dating somebody else, even though you're fake dating and then getting back with the fake dating person. Okay, those are my recommendations. What about you, Julia? (laughs) Um, I think if I were to cast the movie, I have the main two. I think I have Lauren and Asa figured out. Um, Lauren would be played by Lindy Booth, who I know from the TV show The Librarians. So this um, is um Lindy Booth. Okay, I don't think I've ever heard of her. Well, the show The Librarians isn't very big, so I wouldn't expect you to. But then Asa, I think, would be excellent to be played by. Ryan Potter, who I know from um, the the show Titans. He plays Beast Boy in Titans. More importantly, he voices Hiro Hamada in Big Hero 6. Does he really? Oh, snap! Hey. Yes! That's flippin' awesome! <laughs> Aw, 
I didn't know that. That's adorable. Yeah, that's super cute. Yeah. So that would be my casting would be Lindy Booth and Ryan Potter as Lauren and Asa. I love it. I love it. Way to do the assignment, Julia. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Any final thoughts or do you just want to go into your Christmas book recommendations? Um, My biggest final thought is I really recommend this book. It is funny and romantic and so Christmassy. So if you are looking for a marvelous little Christmas book named after a classic Christmas song that they sing together, Kiss Her Once For Me, I highly recommend it. Um, and I'm going to hop right into my Christmassy book recommendations until Julia and I lose all connection and we never get to speak to each other again. Um, <laughs> okay, one, I'm reading this Christmassy book, Second Chances in Newport Stephen by TJ Alexander, Christmas Romance, The Holidate by Christina Lauren, uh, a Christmassy romance that Julia and I covered last season during our holiday reads. And not a romance, but just something that has wintry vibes. If you're looking for winter, would be The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden. And those are my recommendations. Julia, over to you. Okay, thank you. Um, I think With Love from Cold World is an excellent book. And if you, I know you can't hear me, Maggie, but I'm still recording. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. You, you just go, it's, it's we're going to go. Through. It's recording. Um, yeah. With love from cold world is really fun. It tackles a lot of different things in it on top of being around the Christmas holiday. Um, Asa was outed as a teenager and he was kicked out of his house. Um, so there's that to deal with. There's also Lauren was in foster care from age 10. And so she is dealing with that kind of stuff. And both of those things really help to, you know, inform you why the characters are the way that they are. Um, and it's just, it's really, I feel like it's a nice way of looking at, at that sort of hard topic and seeing just how people react or interact with each other based on that sort of information. Um, and also Lauren and Asa are just really fun characters and Daniel is a tool and Dolores is lovely and Kiki is lovely. And they, they have roommate debates about the best Christmas movie and it's just really fun. It's just a really fun read. I think if you like that, you should check out Alicia's other book, Love in the Time of Serial Killers, which is not a holiday read, but that is fun. Or also the book that I was going to read for holiday read, not the Moominland one, though you can read that if you want to, um, but The Backup Plan by Jill Shalvis. Um, I have not read it yet, but I picked it up because it sounded good, so... I'm not going to read the back of it because the back is kind of long, but it is basically, I think, this woman with an enemy or rivals to lovers sort of plot where she and two other people have to renovate this house that they then like get to keep or something over Christmas. I'm doing a terrible job at describing it, but the backup plan looks cute. And so if I think it looks cute, you might as well. Nice. 
Yay. Are you here? I'm here. You did it? We did it. Okay, nice. I caught some of that. <laughs> um, so, um, well, I guess with that, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to rate and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For more Novel Finds content, including mini-sodes and unboxing videos, subscribe to our Patreon. You can also listen to our mini-sodes through Spotify if you're a patron, so be sure to check that out by searching Novel Finds Patreon Exclusives. Our email, Instagram, and Patreon details can be found in our bio. We'll see y'all next week for our final episode of the season. Woo! Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs>